everyone. Welcome back. I've been gone for about a week and had so much to do. I went to an Open Heaven conference at Bethel in Reading where I live and it was wonderful, but I got inundated with revelation from the Spirit of the Lord. I am still unpacking that. So when I was talking to God about what I'm supposed to minister to you guys, he actually told me to go back through the notes that I already had and that's what I'm going to minister. So. This is the first video in that. So they're gonna go all over the Bible. I have notes from everywhere. I have notes from everything. And so we're gonna start, this is the first one, and I'm not gonna come up with any kind of new something to present to you until I've gone through every one of those because that's what God told me to do. So that's what I'm doing. So the very first video in this new journey that I'm on is what's love got to do with it? Now I shared in an email that I write to some people that watch my channel and some people who I know personally. I email them every day uh, with some scripture understanding, with some ministry, and I shared this a very long time ago with them. So I'd like to share it with you. What's love got to do with it? Turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. Jesus says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. In this passage, Jesus was speaking to the church at Ephesus. Actually, he was writing to the angel of the church at Ephesus, which would be, some people have said that there's an angel over each church, some people said that it's an elder, so we're just going to leave it, because it says to the angel at the church at Ephesus. Okay, so that's where we're going to leave it. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, I want you to write that you have one, I have one thing against you, that you've left your first love. Now, the church at Ephesus had done everything right, it appears. If you read Revelation 2 and you look at the church of Ephesus, you see that they rebuke who they need to rebuke, they correct who they need to correct, they disciple when they need to disciple, they evangelize when they need to evangelize. They're doing everything superficially correct. But Jesus said that they left their first love. And when I started to inquire of the Spirit of the Lord what that meant, because I don't want to do that, and I'm sure you don't want to do that, it didn't go the way you think it would go. I can tell you that my mother tells a story that when I was a little bitty girl, three or five, I can't remember which, I was leading worship with some of my friends. We were worshiping God for the toys that we had to play with. So. In that sense, God was my first love. I, I got saved when I was little tiny. Um, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was young. I have always, always, always loved God. I have not always acted like I loved God. And I don't remember having an emotional love for God very many times in my life. It was more like an obligational love for God. And when I was a child, it was like, I want that. Like, I want a candy. You know, so I don't ever remember just falling head over heels in love with Jesus until I became an adult. So everybody I knew would have said I was saved and I just don't know because I didn't have those emotional feelings of being in love with Jesus. You know, I went to a women's conference recently and one of the women speakers said that she was listening to an old worship song, I don't know, from Michael W. Smith or something way back in the day and how it reminded her of when she was 16 years old and she got saved in a Bible camp and she just fell in love with Jesus and turned her life around and all this stuff. That did not happen to me. That didn't happen to me. 
I was always saved as long as I can remember. I was always baptized in the Holy Spirit as long as I can remember. I don't know of a specific time that I got saved or that I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I did it again later when I was older just so that I would have a date to look back on. But I really don't know where I was with him emotionally. I know that God was hard after me and I was like, ah. I put him in this category over here that he was only good for certain things and not good for all things. And so I couldn't look back at God and say he was my first love in my in an honest, true mind. Like I just, I just couldn't. I just, I just couldn't. And I don't know if you're like that, because maybe you think of your first love as maybe, you know, your first boyfriend or your first girlfriend or whatever. But, but I don't know very many people. I know. I know two people actually that consider God their first love and those people they love him not like like with any kind of training to love him they just love him okay so so those people they consider God their first love well I I really didn't and I'm just being honest I really didn't consider God my first love and so when I was talking to God about Revelation 2 when he says, I have this against you that you left your first love, I was like, Lord, I don't want to leave my first love, but honestly, you weren't my first love. And so the Lord, he actually morphed that scripture to make me understand it. Oh, this is beautiful. What he said was that, no, I, I, I don't mean your first love. Like I got gaga over the first guy, you know, like that. But when you first loved me, when you first felt that you loved me and that you loved other people, that's what you've left. So what God was saying to me in that moment is when, when you first get saved or like me, when you first rededicate your life, um, you are so excited and you're so happy that you just blurt out Jesus everywhere. Oh, you need Jesus. Oh, you need to come to church with me. Oh, you need this. Oh, you need that. And you're just telling everybody in the world about Jesus, right? And this goes on and everything's great. Everything's wonderful. You're just flowing in forgiveness, flowing in joy, flowing in grace. Everything's great for about six weeks. And then something happens and you come down from this high that you're on. And then you start living in everyday world. And that's when you have to really press into your Bible, you have to really get discipled, you have to all these things. And so what happens in this understanding of leading our first love is actually we do the Christian thing for a while. We're going to church, we're reading the Bible, we're praying, we're worshiping, we're speaking in tongues, we're doing all the things, right? We're dealing with all our issues. If we used to cuss, we don't cuss anymore. If we used to steal, we don't steal anymore. All these things. We're dealing with all of our stuff, right? And we're going along and it's going pretty well. Well, we get free of a lot of stuff. We get free of our attitudes. We get free of our habits. We get free of our hangups and we're getting free. And we're like, okay, I got free. But now we have the answer, right? Because we've gotten free ourselves. So what we tend to do is we tend to get judgmental. To other people we tend to get like I saw what you did and God saw what you did and you shouldn't be doing that and you should be doing this and you should be doing that so what the people at Ephesus were doing is they were doing everything correctly but they weren't doing it out of the right heart out of the heart of love they weren't doing it because they just really loved God and they really loved people and they really wanted to see people set free. They were doing it. They did want to see people set free, but they thought, oh, I'm Holy Ghost Junior. I have all the answers, right? And they're like, I know you're not doing it like that and this and that, you know, and they get snotty and they get angry and they get judgmental. And 
that's what God showed me is that I have this against you, that you've left your first love, the first time you felt love the way that God has created you to feel love. And so that's what he means by that. When we are doing our Christian thing for a long time, we tend to get judgmental and we tend to get bossy, right? And not only that, but we want to move on to bigger and better things, or we want to just stay with Jesus, just preaching salvation all the time. You know, y'all need Jesus, y'all need Jesus. And we don't ever grow up in godliness. And so it's one or the other. We don't ever do what we're supposed to do. Well, what does doing what we're supposed to do look like in love? Now, first of all, the Bible says that love is the fulfillment of the whole law in Romans. If you walk in love, you fulfill the whole law. So when you leave your first love, you're actually breaking the law. Right? And then if you break the law in one area, according to the New Testament, then you're guilty of it in every area, that you've broken it in every area. You don't want to break the law in any area, right? You're subject to the law, but we're not under the law. We're under grace. So if you're doing what you're doing and you're not loving people or loving God, then you are actually breaking the law and then you're going to be subject to the law. Okay. So that's the problem is that now you're putting yourself in a position to be subject to the law. Of course there's God's grace and God's grace is completely abundant and completely forgiving and completely merciful. And all you have to do is step right back in. No problem. But don't get off into this mindset of being judgmental. Well, you need to be reading your Bible. You don't need to be cussing. You don't need to be this. You don't need to be that. Do they not need to be doing that? Of course not. If you're the person who's discipling them, then you have an opportunity to speak into people's lives. But typically, it's people that we are not discipling that we get judgmental about. We get judgmental about politicians. We get judgmental about people who pass us on the, on the highway. We get judgmental about people who go into Walmart and behave or dress or look a certain way. And that's not loving. So don't allow the devil to say to you that just because you're doing all the things that you're doing right because remember it's about love and you don't want Jesus Christ to say to you I have this against you that you've left your first love so what does Paul say about actually what does the Bible say about the first elements of love because see Jesus says in Revelation 2 he says repent and do the first works well what are the first works chapter 6 verse 1 Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of doctrine, of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, of an eternal judgment. So what God is saying in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 is that these are the elementary things. The elementary principles of Christ are these are them okay so when Jesus says go back to them you need to go back to them if you've left your first love and then you need to move on to growing up okay because if you're doing what you're doing out of obligation out of compulsion and not out of love you've got the wrong heart so the way that you're gonna get the right heart back is to discover how much you love God remember what you've fallen from in other words remember what God brought you out of remember how you used to cuss and you used to drink and you used to fight and you used to act like an idiot remember that and that will put you in check to begin with and then you go after people in the same loving way that you used to you go into that you go after them teaching 
that they need to repent from dead works. You need to repent from dead works. And you go into that, you go after people in love, teaching them you need to get away from that because it's not good for you. That's how we teach repentance. You need to get away from that because it's not good for you, but God has this over here that this is good for you. You also need to have faith toward God. That's, I mean, that's the story. That's the salvation story right there. Repent from dead works, have faith toward God, easy, right? Of the doctrine of baptisms, in other words, you need to be baptized in water, you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Those are the first works. Of the laying on of hands, we need to lay on of hands to deliver peace, to administer the kingdom, to deliver healing, to deliver, you know, whatever. The laying on of hands, right? And of the resurrection of the dead. In other words, we're not doing this for just, for just now. We are doing it for now, but we are doing it for an eternal life because we will be raised from the dead. These are the first works. These are the elementary principles of, of Christ. And so if you find yourself doing all the things, going to all the Bible studies, going to all the churches, only listening to all the worship songs that Bethel puts out, you know, praying with the right people and talking with the right people and all this stuff, and you find yourself a little bit of judgmentalism creeping in in any way, then I caution you that you don't leave your first love, that you turn back and you remember what you've been delivered from and you thank God that you've been delivered from it. Because our Lord Jesus Christ in the book of John said, he who has been forgiven much, the same loves much. So when you realize how much God has forgiven you of, then you're able to love other people, right? Because now you're the same as them. You're on a level playing field. All right, you guys, I want to remind you that I love you and that Jesus loves you and that you're a farmer. What are you farming? The kingdom of heaven.